Welcome, everybody, to the That Kind of Nerd podcast, a weekly show where we just run down on everything that is nerdy in the world today. Uh, this episode is going to be all about Batman v Superman. So if you have not seen it yet, we have something a little special set aside for you, but you might want to stop listening to this one. Now, those who are actually listeners to That Kind of Nerd podcast know that this is not CJ speaking. This is Brian Thornton, and I am joined by CJ, who Hello. is here. He just uh, needed a, a little break from the mediation and the introduction, and we have a special guest. Mr. Jeff Thomas is here. Oh, hello. Oh, Jeffrey Thomas. Unfortunately, Josh could not join us because he is really looking into the Batman and Superman family tree, trying to see if any of their family names match again. So we are uh, hoping for a good outcome to that, and uh, we, are, we are going oh, to continue with this episode, which will most That's likely be great. named... Batman v Superman, a.k.a. CJ was right. Oh, so, yeah. I was right, sucking <laughs> motherfuckers. Okay, so CJ's very happy right now. I, I see he's got his ravioli and confetti. Uh, but I do want to just kind of start off with our initial thoughts here and just ask, in like one sentence or less, because I know we're going to go off on ten- tangents, you saw the movie when you got out of that theater. What did you guys think? CJ, after you, sir. I, in one sentence, what did I say to my wife when I walked out of the theater? Um, <laughs> you can say what you texted to me after you walked out of that theater. Um, hold on, what did I, I? I looked at my wife. I remember I looked at my wife and I said, "Who the fuck were these characters?" Um, I was just at a at an awesome, terrible loss for words. <laughs> I just I was so. I, hurt. I distinctly getting a uh, remember getting a text message from you saying, "What a shit show!" What a shit show! That's right. <laughs> I came out. It was Easter Sunday too. I like took time away from my daughter. To go to this movie, and then seriously, when I get out, it was at, at 3.07 p.m. It made the chocolate taste bad. 3.07 <laughs> p.m., I sent a text message to Brian said, what a shit show. Very disappointing. J- Jeff, Jeff, what did you think? My first line probably was, and here's another Spider-Man 3. Uh. <laughs> and I say that out of partial <laughs> love. Like, again, I, I'm, I was a mixed bag. I'm a little bit less so now, because um, I did get to see it again. But... Yeah, that was that was the reaction. You willingly that saw this again. I had to. I had to make sure yeah, that I was just drunk. Jeff, I did the same thing too. I uh <laughs> I saw it and I got out and after getting over the fact that oh, shit, CJ is never going to let me hear the end of this, um I was like what a huge disappointment. I was very upset with a lot of different things that I want to get into. But before we we start raging on the movie, because I know we're going to pick it apart and, and this entire episode is going to be a, a shit on DC moment here. I hope you brought extra toilet paper, guys. Oh, no, no, no. Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder are at fault for this. Not DC. <laughs> it falls under the shit on DC category. It does. But I want to talk about what, what we did like, because there were some things that was in that movie that I did like. Um, and I think we're going to be all in agreement here. I, I thought Ben Affleck was great as Batman. Yep. I, I thought Absolutely. that was one of the strongest parts of that movie. Um, anything, I mean, I, and I know I have other things, but I want to let you guys talk for a couple minutes. Jeff, let's start with you. What, what were the few things that you did like about this movie? What I really enjoyed, obviously, was Batman. Um, and I think Batman didn't necessarily need this origin story they provided, but I did enjoy the action sequences outside of a couple. Now, the spoiler tag has already been thrown. So Batman kills. I did not appreciate that. I didn't appreciate Batman um, not being necessarily my interpretation of Batman. 
But, you know, I and the comics, he, I guess, interpretation. Well, you know, and he, it doesn't seem like he ever, like, killed on purpose. It was just, I'm just going to throw this car and, like, whatever happens, happens, bro, you no. know? No, 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 no. <laughs> he no, had no. machine gun turrets killed, on the Batmobile. Killed on purpose. And the Batwing. He uh, shot like, that car to blow it up. When he was, I, I'm just saying, I mean, it could just be he's throwing caution to the wind. Who, who knows? <laughs> no. But I will. The the big thing is I really enjoyed Ben Affleck's interpretation. I thought Ben Affleck did a great job as Bruce Wayne and a great job as Batman for what the script gave him. Right. I will say that. I, you want know exact same thing, Jeff. Batfleck it was it was phenomenal. Uh, and as Bruce Wayne, the, the semi super spy thing that he was, the, the little 007, you know, thing at the cocktail party. Great. But. To me, the biggest takeaway, the the best positive thing, the thing that I liked throughout the entire movie was Wonder Woman. Yes, I thought absolutely. Gal Gadot did a, an amazing job. Gal the Gadot. story that every frame that she was in, every scene that she was in is perfect. Don't fuck with it. Leave it alone. Cut the rest of the movie and figure it out. So I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think those are the two strongest parts about this movie. I think Ben Affleck was a, a very good kind of tortured soul Batman, but he pulled off some of the Bruce Wayne stuff. And I like the fact that they did more with Bruce Wayne in this movie than they really have mm-hmm. him doing some more Batman-esque stuff in the Bruce Wayne persona, not just putting that that kind of mask on, was really cool to see. And I thought that Jesse Eisenberg played a fantastic Joker. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He was Lex. I'm sorry. He was yes, Lex Luthor. I was We're, about to rage and we'll, just rage quit the we'll entire podcast that. if you said Lex Luthor. No, no, no. no. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. I do want to say one more thing about Gal Gadot. Um, yes, this movie did get me excited to see the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Um, and, and let's face it, they're going to continue. It did make a crap ton of money. It made about $170 million opening weekend. So this is the biggest superhero it's, opening it's, weekend, right? It's one of Warner Brothers' biggest openings ever. So, oh, I mean, yeah. it I'm made sorry the money. I contributed to that. <laughs> but, but I want, I would definitely say Gal Gadot's performance was fantastic. And the moment I fell in love with her was at that party. And I, I don't know if any of you saw this. When they're at the party, Lex Luthor is giving that speech and he starts talking about Greek gods and he's doing this awful job at it. And she mm-hmm. does this little like eye roll, like, oh, my God, yep. you have like, no idea what you're talking about. You know what like, came to my head during that? It was it was excuse the French, but fuck boy. Like she's just <laughs> thinking to herself, this fuck boy is trying to like give a speech. What? <laughs> and he's like she's like, I mean, I, I lived with them. I don't know what. OK, so I thought she was amazing. I thought Ben Affleck was fantastic. Obviously, Jeff, I, I agree. The action sequences were great. The uh, the just visually, I mean, you can't take this away from Zack the, Snyder. The He's stuff, the stuff that Zack visually. Snyder always always excels at, he excelled at. And yeah. then the rest of the movie is what was crap. He made a beautiful movie. It's just that it wasn't a great movie. Um, he made it aesthetically pleasing. I think beautiful is too hard of a word. He made it aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> There's less movie. color and don't no, worry because Metropolis and Gotham are right across the bay from each other. So this completely yeah, it completely makes sense. There's a geography issue there. Let me reference that um, because actually we've never had a Batman movie or a Superman movie reference Got- Gotham before. And to be completely honest with you, in the comic book, they're pretty close together. You can get to Metropolis by like a hour and a half train ride. This is where we need Josh. Where is another major city this close to another metropolis? Metropolis to metropolis. It's like having New York a th- stone's throw away from Oh my gosh. I thought it was like DC versus New York. I thought that was the distance. That's or so like true. assumed. That's the distance. I mean, because that makes sense. You're quibbling over a fictional city in a fictional America. I don't know if you know this. This whole <laughs> thing is fictional and we're going to quibble over it for like an hour and a half. I mean, across I, I, a river. Why wouldn't Superman have beaten Batman before? Like, that's my thing. Like, 
I do definitely see that point. I definitely see that maybe or these when Metropolis so was getting his ass kicked, how the fuck did Gotham get out unscathed? Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, that's definitely some some issues that are, are definitely uh, alarming. Something that really they, they should have thought about when really crafting the story. Um, but before we kind of get into that nitty gritty of all the horribleness about the story, I do want to spend some time on some of the uh, characters as well. Because um, so we touched on Wonder Woman, we was touched on Batman. Uh, and I want to talk no, a little bit about can, Superman and Lex. Are we going to talk more about Batman because there's still some big problems first? Okay, well let's 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 narrow it down here. So CJ, yeah, Batman has issues. Okay, but let's let's finish up your your Batman. Uh, up, what what are you upset about over Batman? Here's here's the problem. Batman is a smart motherfucker. Yes. All right. Batman is not easily manipulated, duped, seduced, or hashtag this guy's been doing it for 20 years yeah and and then he's easily manipulated by lex Luthor, who apparently obviously has no objective we'll get to that in a minute too (laughs) (laughs) he's so manipulated he's getting twist and plays into the hand of lex Luthor like it like he's a noob yeah that was a huge problem i had with the movie I, 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 I put more of that understory. Okay, so the, the dark Batman, yeah. the dark Batman, which Zack Snyder and Goyer tried to pursue here, was cool. I like the dark Batman, like the brutal Arkham City, Arkham Knight yeah. Batman from the games. He's breaking bones. He's beating the crap out of people. But the thing that makes him interesting isn't isn't just him in action sequences. It's that he never kills. He always pursues like a, a bigger objective. And this Batman just I he was a moron. He was a freaking moron. And he, like he was he not see. smart at all and very easily manipulated, which is something that he, Batman's the type of character that he's always got a contingency plan and then he's always got a contingency for that contingency plan. And he's never he's never just had the wool pulled over his eyes so easily by and by somebody like Lex Luthor, especially like. He's, and it happens in like two minutes. It's and yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a shame because that's that's so not true to the characters. And that's what I wanted to get into, because um, not only did we fail at really presenting Batman as the character that we all know and love. They, this failed on, on a lot of them. God, did we bastardize the fuck out of Superman? Superman is not the character he should have been at all. Superman is loved. All right? this Like, there's parts of the, the society that hate him, but Superman overall is loved because he's heroic. This Superman, everyone fucking hates him. They hate him from the beginning. They hate him through the middle, and they hate him to the end. Sup- like, <laughs> so his is, sacrifice is meaningless. Superman is also not a 14-year-old boy who shops at Hot Topic. He is not always sad, emo, depressed, and with a permanent scowl on his face. Superman is the ray of light in the DC universe. He is the Captain America of the DC world. The moral center. No, right. And he's your moral compass. And if he's all fucked up, where do you, how do you port north? How do you do that? Right. And that, that was a huge miss. miss. And CJ, I know you're a huge fan of, of the super family in general. And, I did such a bad job. <laughs> I watched this movie and I'm like, oh man, CJ's heart is breaking right I, I'm now. I'm kidding you. So like, <laughs> here's here's the thing. There was one particular moment I will pinpoint where, again, okay, so and I had mentioned this in episode 16 when Paul called in and called me out on the double standards I had for Star Wars 
and and uh, for Batman for, for versus those not Superman. playing the the home show, CJ went and listened to all of the episodes where we talked about this movie and took notes so he could prove how right <laughs> I he did was to me. I was Please right. make a trap music version of it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's what I said. I said I'm really worried about Zack Snyder telling me the state of mind and the point of view of these characters. The story seems weak, and I can't get into the mindset of Batman and Superman, which really translates to I don't think Zack Snyder knows these characters. Here's the moment. Here's the one moment where I sat there and I officially gave up on this movie and then just tried to eat some popcorn for another hour and a half. After uh, he gets done talking to Lex Luthor and he finds out that his mom has been stolen, right? Stolen, taken, hostage, stolen. Like she's a freaking he, Liam. Like then a then cell he said that Lex Luthor have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> I can I can fly <laughs> really this, high. This Lex Luthor doesn't have any skills. He goes, <laughs> exactly. He goes to Lois and he says, "All right, I need to go to Gotham and I need to go get Batman and I need to either be or have him on my side." Or I need to kill him. Fly away. No. Immediately, that's when Lois Lane goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Get the fuck back here, please. Can you get back here? Did you just say you were going to kill him? You don't kill. The fact that you killed Zod weighs on you so heavily. The death that happened in Metropolis, you consistently relive this over and over again. Like, it's a terrible nightmare that you can't escape. And you're just opting to go kill another person? A person that you have no problem against? You just want to go save your mom? We we miss the character. Superman would never say, "I'm going to go kill somebody." If the they line don't when me. he first encounters Batman. Sorry to cut you off, but like that line when he first encounters him and he stops the Batmobile and he just goes, "Consider this mercy." No, that's not Superman. It's not that he's doling out death. Like I'm sorry, like that just completely took me out of the entirety of that entire sequence. It's it's something that happened at the end of Man of Steel, and it was the moment where we where he murdered. Murdered is the right word murdered Zod. Zack Snyder lost who Superman was. And and there's a lot of people out there, and, and there's a couple of people that we're going to hear at the end of the show who have said, hey, it's impossible to take the 1950s and 1960s bat, uh, Superman and put him into a world of 2016 with such dark and gritty characters and dark and gritty world. To which I respond, have you fucking seen Captain America? Like... He refuses to swear. He refuses to really hurt people too badly. He is a goody-goody two-shoes. That's what fucking Superman is, and Zack Snyder doesn't get that. Or Chris Nolan or, or his writing staff don't or get Goyer. that. Goyer. I think it's David Goyer. It, David Goyer it. did, did you, do the you initial know, script. You know he's got a hand in it, though. I mean, let's let's face oh, it. Trust me. Trust me. Zack Snyder does not get off the hook because I resigned the petition that said take him out of every single DC Universe movie after this. I signed <laughs> that as well. I, I, you guys are going to have to send me the link. Um, but I do agree with both of you. I, I think this, this tone of putting Superman into this Batman box, it, it does not work. Batman works because that's the character and that's, that's, it makes sense because of the tragedy they came through. And Superman is the exact opposite. That's why we love seeing them together. That's why we love seeing, you know, the Justice League cartoon and even in the comic book because they balance each other out so well. That those moments where Superman is just like ultra goody two shoes, Batman's there to kind of bring him back to reality, right. and, 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 and vice Wonder versa. Woman too, Wonder Woman too, right? So I, I I definitely feel like there was a complete miss here. There there's no chemistry between the characters, not only because we spent two hour two and a half hours building up to something that didn't matter, but because that that dynamic is gone. You you've put all of those characters into this dark and gritty box that really is only reserved for Batman. The rest of the DC universe does not fit in this tone. And, and I think that was the huge miss is that 
Warner Brothers or Zack Snyder, whoever is the the man behind this is the tone we're going to take with all of our movies. It's Zack Snyder. It's completely ridiculous because that's not how you build a a, a good dynamic and a good team dynamic. Was there a moment that you guys saw in this movie where you really saw, and I want to focus on Superman, Superman true to Superman as you saw him, besides the conversation with his mom. Besides nope. the conversation with his mom, did you have a moment? Really, Maybe Clark Kent at that party. Maybe Clark Kent at the party because I thought that whole sequence was really cool. Right, I like yeah. the interchange. And that was Clark. Do you yes. know what's funny, though? The moments where you see the Superman that we know from the comic book, he's not Superman. All those moments with Clark Kent when he's arguing with Perry over we need to be reporting about this Batman. Where, like somebody needs to speak up. That is Superman. That, wouldn't, that's the, wouldn't Clark Kent, the man from Kansas who has that Midwestern, uh, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to do it in the wrong way. Wouldn't he <laughs> still have written the article about the sports team, but also written a, an article about Batman? He really would have done both. He probably would have. And I mean, he's well, got the speed to do it. Why is Perry saying don't write about this thing? That's a big issue. Like, that's what I don't understand either. It's like, here, talk about local sports <laughs> instead of the bat vigilante that's been active Be- in Gotham because, for 20 years. Jeff, Jeff, like, the answer is very simple. It's because Gotham is so far away and not away across a river. <laughs> Never mind. Like, I don't know why. You literally would pay – You put your easy pass in. You pay $2 and you get to Gotham from Metropolis. This is freaking I mean, I think I'm thinking it's more like when you drive from PA to New Jersey. It's yeah, free to I'm go in. The bridge. It's free to go in, but you got to pay to come back. <laughs> Do you have to pay to get out of Gotham or Metropolis? <laughs> I I do want to take one moment, and I and I want to this is, believe me, this isn't going to last very long. I do want to say something that was done right, that was done early, and something that was on my list of concerns, and then quickly did crumble. So it didn't stay it didn't stay fixed for long. Um, one of my main concerns was why on earth would these two fight? And my other thing that I asked, and I said in, in episode 16 again, was, hey, listen. Th- th- Do you have minute Superman- markers on that? Uh, I'm sorry? Episode 16 at like 45 minutes and 36 seconds. Do you have the, the – the, <laughs> We the need t- a timer. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Um, it actually is kind of in the 54 range. Um, oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> he, I said uh, – the issue came down to this. I don't understand why people are so upset with Batman about – I'm assuming Superman about what happened in Metropolis. It clearly wasn't his fault. He was trying so hard. And here's what I absolutely loved. The opening scene, second opening scene, we're not going to talk about Batman's fucking origin story again, uh, was getting Bruce Wayne's perspective of driving through Metropolis as it's being destroyed. And you're seeing buildings go down left and right. There's spacecraft plowing through things, destruction and death everywhere you look. You see Bruce save this little girl after almost being squished by a building. You see the laser eyes come through and cut it down, and then you cut away to him, and he's just fucking fuming as to all this destruction. And I went in that moment – and again, this is early in the movie, so I actually had a lot of hope. I went, oh my god. I know I would be I know why Batman wants to fight Superman now. This is the motivation. This is the motivation. And then and then he changes his story entirely and he muddies it up and he's so stupid because then he says, no, I want to fight him because he he is (laughs) he's super powerful. He is accountable to nobody and he could just start murdering the whole world to which then Batman, who is accountable to no one, super powerful, starts killing a whole lot of people. (laughs) there's no that's yeah there's no stakes it's like okay so if bruce wayne dislikes superman because he'll destroy the world what is he and like kill people that like this is a new superman right this is two years right two years after the whole 18 months from zod 
So everyone knows that Superman killed Zod. The government took his body, all this other stuff. And Batman's had this two years to stew about it. But why does it even matter to Batman if Batman already kills people? That's that's my biggest thing, too. It's like if he I don't know if he describes him. And, and please remember, not, the re- the main reason that everyone's so mad at Superman, too, has nothing to do with fucking Metropolis. It's about several dozen people dead in Africa. And. and- <laughs> What? Which was a stupid sequence. What? Oh, my God. Which was God. a completely unneeded sequence. We're appearing in front of the Senate, right? A small committee in Senate, I should say. And it's not about, hey, you took down a whole fucking metropolitan area and murdered probably 10,000 people. It's, hey, why are there 30 dead people in Africa right now? Why is that? How are you in also? Check? Superman chooses to just destroy this dude who, instead of just blocking the bullet and taking his gun away. Like, I don't understand why he tackles this guy through a fucking wall. Like, why does he just destroy this dude and kill him, basically? Well, I'm assuming. It's because of Lois. And that, and you know Superman, he will murder somebody. Wait, no, that's not Superman. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm not. Of, here's here's what I, w- I want to say about what uh, you just said there, CJ. Please. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, that sure, that's a motivation for Batman. But here's another thing that is not true to the Batman character. Batman does not fly off the cuff. He is that guy who is going to check, double check and research and figure out what, you know, his motivations are. And before he decides to just start killing people, he he says he says that line, which I have a huge problem with that he is again, he's ultra powerful. He's accountable to no one and he could turn on us at any moment. And then he says to Alfred, he's like, if there is a one percent possibility that that could happen we need to take it as an absolute certainty and that is not that batman. is absolutely against batman's that is character not so batman funny, at all though, it, what's so funny is that alfred this is so fucked up alfred becomes the voice of batman he goes you mean we're gonna do this as a deterrent right this is this is a precaution just in case shit hits the fan like if he goes psycho which he's done many times in the comics and right and, something and that's down, what it should that's what you're gonna do no dude i'm i'm designing this weapon to murder him so now, get on board with, with the darker Batman. Now, there is a point, you know, after they showed the Robin costume, they showed all this stuff, but they never explained it for. OK, so if they made this movie for common viewers and not comic viewers, why not start the movie instead of a Batman origin story with why Batman got to this place that he's in? Because you know what? People know why Batman is a, a hero. They know why he saves people and why he beats the crap out of villains. Brian, Brian said, I was like, I don't understand Batman. And Josh and Brian, like, how the fuck do you not get Batman? If you go to a homeless man and say hey do you know batman he can probably tell you the origin story so why the fuck are we spending 20 minutes of this movie doing the origin story yep it's a that was a huge problem um all right so there's a there's a couple more characters i want to touch on here i want to talk a little bit about the villains because uh cj touched on on good old joker i mean <laughs> lex luther yeah um, oh my god what a huge miss listen i i think jesse eisenberg's a great actor and he did a good and job and he did a good job he went 100 100 percent into that but that's not but it was that's wrong. not lex luther it's not his character absolutely every single actor that was in this movie did a phenomenal job with their character and with the script that they had they were great there wasn't a weak link within that cast great actors terrible writing and bad characters though 
which is also my concern for Suicide Squad. Doesn't matter how uh, good yep. the actor exactly. is. Exactly. You can just tell that the movie is cut together. You can just tell it. And like, I hate when like my buddy, uh, one of my good friends, Dan, mentioned to me before the movie even started, he's like, well, I heard there's going to be like an hour a rated R extended cut. And I'm like, I don't want to know that going into the movie because now I'm just expecting this. Like, it's like Watchmen. It's the Zack Snyder fucking thing where he goes in there. He doesn't give a, like, okay, Watchmen was a little bit. Watchmen I, was I, right. a good movie. Sucker Punch. Go for Sucker Punch. All right. We'll use Sucker Punch because I did enjoy Watchmen as well. But like you have this source material and you just blatantly shit all over it the entirety of the movie and then wait for the freaking release of the movie in order to get the full thing. That's bull crap. That's like releasing your game in alpha. You know what I mean? Like you don't do that. So so let's get back to Lex Luthor. Let's get back to Lex because I'm gonna, I'm sorry. Because, no, no, I'm in the same boat. Listen, and, and listen, <laughs> listener, I hope you realize we're, we don't have like a detailed script in front of us as to what we're going to say. We're just passionate, listener. And, and, and this is what's happening. So Lex Luthor. Um, okay. Brian. Yes, CJ. You had a point that I, I, I got to bring up. And that was when he met with the – was it the senator from Kentucky – is yes. Well, okay, okay. So Holly Hunter plays the center of Kentucky, and the first time you meet Lex Luthor, <laughs> she plays Rand Paul. Yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> the first time you meet uh, Lex Luthor, it's her and her like side crony, whoever this older dude is. Uh, they go to meet Lex Luthor, and he's like playing basketball. He's like, "Hey, I'm genius. Whatever. We found this kryptonite. Yay!" And he's trying to get fun. He's trying to get permission to bring the the chunk of kryptonite into the country. Um. My main problem with this entire scene is that after he pretty much gets denied and Holly Hunter's like, I'm not going to let you do this. This older guy pulls him aside and says, first thing he says, maybe we can help each other. And Lex Luthor's like, great. I, I want access to the ship. I want access to Zod's body. And he's like, sure. What does he get in return? A Jolly Rancher. Thank you. <laughs> he gets a cherry Jolly Rancher. <laughs> seductively fed to him by Lex Luthor, which I'm just like, we don't see the deal that, that Lex Luthor brokers with this guy. We Can don't we see not anything. just overshadow the fact that he had a whole bowl and he did choose cherry. Took I, him a while. I will vouch cherry. for cherry. Cherry is a good flavor. It's a good flavor. Jolly Rancher. <laughs> Even as a psychopath, he knows that, Hey, listen, I can't give the guy sour apple. That's just not going to work for But anybody. That's the thing. That's he's the thing not a psychopath. <laughs> that's the, th but, uh, but here's the thing about Lex Luthor. He, he is a psychopath to a degree, but he's just so smart and he's so good at hiding it. And Lex Luthor is that guy who will hire the guy who hires the guy to do the dirty work. And it never leads back to him. And that was my main problem with this character is that like he's just I'm going to get you just do whatever I want. And it just it made it easy to catch him. Lois is the one who exposes him and he gets thrown in jail. And you're like, but that's not Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor's so much smarter than this. And, and, and he just he doesn't protect humanity either. Lex Luthor is a big proponent of protecting Earth ultimately. Right. You know, like I um I might reference some comics, but like the the one he gets elected president. Like this should have been written entirely differently where the public actually understands and sides with this character, not freaking hates so him. So I got two He's questions. Villain villain. I got two questions for this. Why and, and I'm really hoping since you guys saw it twice, you picked up on something I didn't. Why does he hate Batman and why does he hate Superman? That's still a good question, that, in my opinion. That's the there's problem. no reason. There's no, there's no explanation. There's nothing that tells you this is the motivation of this character. There's not even a scene where he's just like, well, I just want to protect humanity from these metahumans or these aliens. Like, we can't have this. I would have even had that scene just – it's a one-liner. 
But none you, of it. You happened. could have had it in the scene where he talks about the painting. The right. note I had was Lex Luthor, dot, 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 no motivation, no character, attempting to make sense and failing at it. Jesse Eisenberg going balls deep, <laughs> not Lex Luthor. That's that's all I had to say about Lex in my drunken note. <laughs> like, it was just like he he tried to get places, but then just failed because of the st- I, I feel like it was the script. I like this Lex Luthor interpretation sometimes as a young Lex Luthor. But I don't yeah, like. I how like they wrote that it. the the tech billionaire who doesn't give a fuck about anything. His his, his business card would say, "I'm CEO, bitch." Like, like that entrance scene was great, yeah. right? I thought that was cool. Here, here here's the thing: eighty five percent of the time that he was great, that character was spot on. It's when he started getting like I, I don't want to Rain Man ish. Like when he, I don't know about eighty five percent. I would say like after an hour, that character got fucked. Those scenes where he starts just like. <laughs> Talking nonsensically, what he's saying has nothing to do with what is going on in front of him, and they're attributing it to, oh, he's just too smart for people. But he's, it, it, it's not that. It just comes off as psychotic, and it, it, it just mm-hmm. that's not the Lex Luthor character. Lex Luthor is the guy who walks in, knows he's too smart for everybody in the room, but makes everybody think that he, you know, he's just playing along. He's playing a game. He still relates. He still relates to people. Right. He he's an extremely relatable character. Did he blow up his assistant with the uh, the granny yes. jar of piss? Yep. Yes, which is upsetting because I love Mercy as a character who was introduced in the Mercy's animated character. Mercy's badass. Yeah, Mercy's great. Ugh. They didn't give her enough time because she's she's amazing as his assistant slash bodyguard. But that's a another another scene, another argument for another day. Another missed opportunity that Zack uh, Snyder blew. Yeah. Here's all right, all right, here's another right. missed opportunity that I really I really needed in this movie a, a, or in any fashion. Because Lex Luthor is so smart and he he knows how to not get caught, he knows how to have this grand scheme work out the way he does. And even if it fails, he's never going to see inside of a jail cell. So Mm -hmm. there's always that scene. And I just keep thinking about like the animated series because they did at the end of the first episode where Superman knows Lex Luthor was behind it and goes to Lex Corp and says, I know it was you. And Lex Luthor pretty much goes, Good luck trying to prove it. And you have this great, like, moment that this guy is untouchable, even from this alien who can do anything. Superman can do anything, but he can't touch Lex Luthor somehow because of like, of Superman's morality. He's not just going to throw him in jail. He's not just going to kill him. He's got to prove it. He's got to have something behind it. And Lex Luthor knows this, and he uses it to pretty much get away with anything. And it's a, always a great dynamic between the two of them. Because you have this all-powerful god almost fighting this completely normal person. But that And that's that whole that was devil god there. thing that they never explored, but they keep talking about it. That's his only motivation, devil god. But you never see him be a human. You see him be this like ostracized psychopath. Right. And I'm like, why on earth? Would anyone even work for this guy? Like, and everyone's like, listen, it's Alexander Jr. And I'm like, okay, well, if they actually showed Lex, the actual Lex Luthor come at the end and like thwart his son's plan, that would have been infinitely better. I think he's dead. But he doesn't. Yes, he is dead. I mean, in this story, I hope, I wish he would have come back. (laughs) But like, at that point, I was just like, this guy's like, why on earth is this guy motivated to do whatever he's doing? So what about... Um, CJ, you look like you want to say something. No, I was going to move on to another topic. I was going to move on to Doomsday because I I mean, this is going to be a short conversation because Doomsday was only at the 
last 15 minutes. Do not reveal a hidden character like this that ends up being the actual big bad, the reason that these two things come together. It's your lost lead. It's the thing that you're supposed to be shocked and surprised at. He was dumb in the trailer. He was dumb here. That's all I have to say. I I will say I was shocked and surprised by how bad he looked. That, yeah, I wasn't. Well, the speculation was true. He, that was it's my like, main, main problem. It's like, who is this guy? He, he wasn't he, – he was like eight, ten feet tall. He was huge, but he looked like a giant Muppet. Like that was yep. <laughs> really like the main problem with him. And – He's, My he's, friend he's, said he looked like the uh, one of the trolls, right? The trolls from Lord the of the Rings. Troll. <laughs> the cave troll from the from Lord of the Rings. And he's he's supposed to be this brute. He's supposed to be the guy who fights Superman to a standstill with his fists. And he, they have all these heat vision and explosions and stuff. And I'm just like, and he doesn't even use vision. It's like this like face explosion. He, yeah. I'm like, what is this? Just like that's not heat ray coming out of his mouth and ears and eyes. The best part about Doomsday was watching Wonder Woman kick his ass. Yes. <laughs> but again, they showed it. They showed all of these things. If they just, like, flashed Gal Gadot in that party scene, it would have been great. But no, they showed it in the trailer. So now we know what to expect. It's, ugh, I hated that whole fight scene just because I saw it. I already <laughs> I, saw it. I, I definitely like the I, fact that they take him to, they nuke him in space. Uh, Superman becomes uh, a zombie corpse? Well, there's a lot of fan service there because that actually happens. That, that is actually straight out of a comic book. Um, but uh, Cool. I, I I'm glad that that worked for the nine people but who it didn't were work. still That's paying attention at that part the of the fan movie. Service, fan service is there, but there's no substance. So <laughs> right. there's no fan service. Well, I mean, there's a difference between – when you watch like a Marvel movie and you're so engaged in the story that the fan service like it, – it's like a hidden joke for those people who who know it. and But it's still in a better package. So here's here's the thing. Last week we were talking about Daredevil and Josh said this, this show is like Christmas morning and you open up all the gifts and you're just so excited and then you're really upset because you, you didn't savor it. And to that I would say if that's the case with Daredevil – Batman Superman is like when your grandma gives you your Christmas gift and you're really hoping it's toys, but it ends up being socks. Like you really needed socks, but you didn't want socks. So no, no, the problem here's, here's honestly what it is, is your, your grandma got you a sweater, but she knitted it two sizes too small. So it will never fit you. It'll never keep you warm. It'll never make you happy. But you have to say, hey, thanks for the sweater anyway, Grandma. You have to say yeah, thank you. And you, you know there was somewhat of like a, uh, I don't know, like a good intention behind it. There but it just was. fails on every level. It, here's the, here's I, one there's character. There's no that, doubt in my mind that there's good intentions behind this entire movie. It here's one failed. character we didn't talk about who, again, besides Wonder Woman, was done perfectly. We've grazed over it. And that was Alfred. Oh, he was fantastic. Jeremy Irons. Got that character, hook, line, sinker, got it down right. He's, again, a moral compass, a reminder for for Batman. He got it right. He's super smart, apparently. He's fixing all that shit again by himself. He's kind of like a hybrid of Lucius Fox and Alfred. Well, uh, and and, and Alfred has cool. always been like that. Alfred has yeah. always been kind of the guy who helps repair the tech. He's the ex-military guy who who knows how to fight, who who is not really just a butler. Like, he, he'll freaking grab a shotgun and shoot a guy in the face if he's trying to break into Wayne Manor. Like, so, and that was great. I love Jeremy Irons. So th- that brings me to another part, and I feel that this is something that I uh, maybe have missed because, again, I'm not familiar with the source material. What the fuck was going on with Wayne Manor? 
it's already blown up. Yeah. That's a huge part of the, the story of Batman. But we never see anything, so we never... It's like all these questions are left unanswered when they could have used that as the origin rather than Batman's parents it, it It definitely feels like... And I said this to CJ after his what a shit show text to me. This movie came three movies too soon. They needed to have a Man of Steel 2. They needed to have a Batman Ben Affleck movie. And Wonder Woman should have been done before doing this movie. If all of those things were done, this movie would have been great because you didn't need to have the buildup. You wouldn't need to have the backstory because you would have had three movies to lay that groundwork. You could have had a Man of Steel 2 with Lex Luthor as the main bad guy and explain all of Lex Luthor's motivations so that we didn't need to see it in this kind of movie. We don't we don't need that. So it, it definitely feels like you're just kind of so picking up in the middle of a race. Here's here's the other thing we haven't talked about yet. We actually haven't talked about the fight between these two, and we haven't talked about the fucking goddamn thing that we all got pissed off about. The Martha bullshit. So can we please talk about the actual fight of Batman and Superman together? Right. And <laughs> can we talk about this? Good, good First show, off, CJ, I love the uh, Tony I Stark going. moment of forging the kryptonite spear. Oh, damn it. Again, that's the wrong movie where Tony so, Stark isn't uh, actually in this. So why is it a spear? Yeah. Because I, fuck you, I'm Batman. Because, like, because wh- he wants to stab Superman. He doesn't want to just weaken him. He wants to stab him and kill so him. bleed. It I would brings use me back. Spear. There's... There's a DC Universe Online trailer where Lex Luthor stabs Bat or uh, Superman, I'm sorry, with a kryptonite spear. And that's all I was thinking about through that entire thing. I'm like, why does Batman want to do they this? They want to sell a and toy? I don't know. I, it, it, the spear it, makes no fucking sense. And again, it, it is a complete lack of motivation and, and, and story and explanation. So, but the fight so, itself. The was, fight itself. Was listen, awesome. Th- th- there, was one, there was one part where I actually applauded the movie because I was actually excited for something. Uh, two moments. One was the reveal of, of Wonder Woman. She like crosses her arms and she pulls him down and you're like, fuck right. Batman's line. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Like that was great. So good. And then um, this and this moment here where he has um, Superman by the grappling hook. He's just dragging him, him around those pillars and just like just that moment right there, right before the worst part of the entire movie. I'm so excited, and then in three milliseconds, am crushed, devastated, and uh, throwing popcorn. Yeah, well, uh, the fight was really cool. I it, really it did like it. It was very well done. Here, I don't here. understand why Bat- uh, Superman continuously flew into a kryptonite cloud, but whatever. The, he just he was disoriented from flying. I don't know. The fight well, was cool. He, here's the thing: considering his X-ray vision, he could see through Batman's smoke cloud. Which right? he didn't use unless at it was all. a lead smoke cloud. <laughs> I'm sorry. A I mean, who knows? Smoke cloud. Does that? <laughs> can you fucking do that? Uh, Batman can apparently. Batman can do anything. No, but that's the thing. We never even saw Superman use X-ray vision in any of these movies. If he did, he would have obviously never seen this bomb go off in the middle of the Senate. Uh, we never even see him use any power besides heat vision and the ability to hear. Very, I'm sorry. The true. fight. Yeah. I want to let. I want to hear you. Let, guys let's talk let's about focus the fight. on the fight. I, I will sorry. say this just about the the action. Uh, scenes in general they were very well done very Zack Snyder classic very Zack Snyder but even more so than that the way Batman moves and reacts and counter reacts is very reminiscent of the Arkham games and and that's Arkham games and the comics and that's what we want to see like he's he's highly trained he's he's great and and it was awesome to see those two people fight um and he got like a power boost too yeah like Batman is throwing people through like crates in just like one-handed he certainly he certainly had the mushroom to make him the big batman and not the tiny batman right yes Um, yes cj mario (laughs) reference make break my brain um but yeah i mean 
It was cool. It was really awesome for the, the three or four minutes that that fight lasted. That was the best part about this. This movie is called Batman v Superman, and the fight is uh, not it's like enough five to make a grilled long. cheese sandwich. And about 45 seconds of it was already given to you in the trailer. I, I, so I said like, – I don't think I said it to CJ, but I definitely did say to somebody else I could have – snipped together all the tv spots and trailers for this movie and gotten most of that end fight scene. it's actually it's on youtube they did that oh yeah they they really said, no way did they might really. as well watch this because the actual movie sucks um, oh my god um, can you please it. give me the link so i can put that in the show oh notes. yeah i'll give it to you guys it's it's like a two minute 30 second thing and they're like watch this instead of batman that's so good <laughs> that's fantastic okay, so uh, the fight we all liked but let's what let's get f- to the end of it what <laughs> the fuck so batman's stops from about to shove this kryptonite spear into superman because their moms have the same name which is a cool thing i never thought about i never thought about that all right like me and my buddy dan who i was do you know why do you know why you never thought about that because fuck that it doesn't matter there is nothing listen there, Why did there you needs say to be that more. name? There needs to be more. <laughs> Why for, did you say that if it, was, if it was just part, though, if it was part of the reason that he stopped fighting, I think that would have been cool. But because both characters had pretty much zero motivation to fight each other, then it didn't matter at all. Save so. Martha. Why did you say <sighs> that name? My dead mom. <laughs> and, and that. Fuck that. I said, to, I, I said this to CJ. Apparently, just in that one scene where they're like, oh, my God, your mom's name is Martha. My mom's name is Martha. We are totally best oh my friends. God. Like, do you guys want to go out for lattes? You want to go? It's the stepbrothers <laughs> and moment. Like, you're supposed to have this entire relationship forged between these two men over the fact that their moms share the same name. And that's not how it works. You needed another scene with just the two of them talking and like just an ideological this is how I do things. No, this is I how I do things. I would have taken those two guys at a diner eating shawarma together. <laughs> over the, is your mom's name Martha? My name's Martha. Do you know a Jeff in high school? I do. He was a douche. Yeah, he was. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and I, and I, I think how the fuck does Lois hear this? Batman, a Superman can barely get a word out. I mean, Batman's, Batman has Batman's a hard screaming. time hearing him. He, Why is screaming. Lois even there? Is the question outside no, to serve as a plot device? Questions because you never get the answer. She is literally becoming a plot device. By trying to like, why is she even there? She's gonna throw the spear into the fucking pool of water and then have to be saved. She's simply just a fucking damsel in distress, which is like exactly what they fought against throughout the entire movie, trying to make her like an empowered woman. This just went except she was her. a hostage in Africa, and the reason that somebody died, and then she happened to be something well, that Superman has to save. I'm and- gonna go, although I'm gonna I'm gonna help Jeff's debate here in the fact that they succeeded in that in Man of Steel. She was very yes. much independent, very much. I don't need your help. I don't need your protection. She was right there in the thick of it with the army trying to help, you know, stop Zod. And in this movie, they just undid all of that. She was every time you see her, she's very much the first waiting for Superman to save her. First sequence in Africa, cool. But to have her have to get rescued again for no apparent reason is is ridiculous. Yeah, it was no, it's just sexual foreplay. That's all it was. Those two went home and boned. <laughs> I mean, this oh. this goes into a, a bigger argument, though, and, and something that I wanted to kind of talk about overall is this is just, making me angry. This whole conversation <laughs> is just dragging up all these feelings, and I'm getting angrier. It, it, it get furious. Well, we, I want to talk about the story, and, and just the story as a whole. What story exactly. What story? Okay, hold on. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I say something real quick? There's, no, there's, you. It, it's not your podcast, too. It's it's fine. Um, here's here's what here's what I need to say. If you are 
going to be a director at some point in your life and you get the Batman movies and they hand this over to you. Don't do the origin story. No one needs it anymore. Here's here's the problem with this movie. And and this will go to the story in a minute because there's part of this that needs to go away. We do not need 20 minutes on the origin story. I don't care how cool you think you can film it. Stop. Just enough. We don't need it. Second thing. What the fuck? Why are these dreams of Batman in there? They make absolutely no sense whatsoever. They don't do anything to get the story along. We already get... Again, from the opening sequence after you get past the origin story, we understand that why Batman wants to fight Superman. Leave the dreams alone because that's what's ruining it for you. And the third part um, to it is this. Because Batman had weird-ass dreams that make no sense, Superman has to have a weird-ass dream that makes no sense. We have to see his dad on top of a mountain and who's obviously dead, but he's not – but he's – why? Why are we having these dream sequences? Kevin Costner needed something. Kevin Costner's Kevin got a movie Costner's coming fine. up in April that we'll talk I'm about. I'm just later. kidding. I'm, I love him. I love Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. Listen, and you want to put Kevin Costner in the Fortress of Solitude and have a memory well, there, of... there is no fortress, is there? Oh, there's just right. some kind of, like, ship. Right, that's right. There's and then no there's another ship that Superman never took out of the city. That's right. And then there's, like, you know, all this other stuff Why that... are there dreams? Batman using guns in the dream. It's, it's foreshadowing. For other movies, and that's exactly but that's what we but that's the earlier. problem is that they're 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 trying to build this universe off of here's just dr- these dream sequences that make no sense. Th- those are clearly, and, and I'm talking to the comic book nerds in that desert dream sequence. Those are clearly parademons who are minions of Darkseid. Yeah, how what Batman the fuck was that? Thank you. I don't know well, who the fuck the Omega, is. the Omega symbol, right? Is there? And, and but the, the thing that bothers me most is there is no reason. For Batman to have any prior knowledge to this, to have these dreams. And I felt nope. like the dream sequences as a total were a red herring because the one scene that was real is Barry coming back in time and saying, you were right, Lois is the key. And then he says, I'm too early. And you think that's a dream sequence. Wait, no, but no, that's no, 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 still no. a dream, well, isn't wait, it? No, what he, what I don't think it is. What he said was, because you couldn't understand it. I, I understood him. And really, he was just saying, first of all, one of the first things he says was, I'm too early, aren't I? And then he goes on to say, you were right about him. Lois is the key and then disappears. I thought it was Robin until you told me. It, it, I is, it was Robin. most certainly it, it, the it's Flash. It's Outworld Flash, it looks like. He has that like face mask. He's got like this, this mechanical thing going on, which pissed me off. And but again, there's no preface to this. Right. So we don't know. We haven't seen the Flash come back anywhere else. So why the hell is he doing it now? Um, I don't know. That, but that's the that's the problem. That's the problem with the story is that they're showing you things that are now going to happen in maybe a Justice League movie or well, Justice League Part why Two. Why couldn't we have just had that Justice League movie? Don't freaking go into the backstory and then show the the symptoms of what happened after the Justice League was made. Show those things. Well, that's a question like, everyone's that's asking. That's what I wanted. Here's 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 the overall problem. Okay, here when it comes to this this story uh, or lack thereof. Here here's the problem. Number one. Um, we don't get the characters. We don't get them. So telling their story is impossible to do because you're trying to rewrite it, but you're you're doing it in a hurry and you're doing it wrong. And you're doing There's, it backwards. Yeah, it's all really it's all thing. it's all bad. Number number two, 
Um, when we have the wrong motivations, we we get the characters to talk to each other incorrectly and in wrong places. So t- having them talk at the party was really cool, right? It was great. But the, the, the conversation that would happen before these two people were to fight doesn't exist because they don't know each other. And there's no reason to, to, for them to be speaking. Uh, even though that Clark Kent has been investigating the Batman and uh, apparently Batman is aware that well, Superman exists. Bruce Wayne's a big deal. Yeah. Right? But He's a big fucking deal. They're just not there. <laughs> the, villains, the villains aren't there. And if the villains can't drive you – there's a whole point of a villain right, is to have their grand scheme thwarted by a good guy, and then the good guy then either completely solves the issue or still leaves something open for him to resolve. And the fact that there's no idea, there's no clear motivation as to why the villain is making this happen, you can't drive the rest of the story. So we got the wrong characters, they're talking to each other in the wrong places, and the villain isn't doing anything substantial. And, you and have that's no a movie. huge problem. I didn't know a first draft of a movie could be turned into a movie for $250. <laughs> but wait, there's going to be an hour more on, on DVD. Here's, here's on. one of my huge issues with the story. So you have Lex Luthor, who has no motivation. We have no idea what why he's doing what he's doing. But more importantly, he finds he knows that Clark Kent is Superman somehow. Enough to, to be able to capture Lois Lane and, and Martha Kent, and there's no explanation as to why he finds that out. But what bothers me even more is that apparently he knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. and has He gained known, infinite knowledge through that random ship. But no, I, That's what he gained, But I say nay, apparently. sir, because he, he was screwing with Jeff. them because CJ tried to bring this up. Well, he learned from the ship. No, because he was screwing with them before he even showed up at the ship. He has mail personally delivered to Clark Kent at the Daily Planet showing pictures of the bat, the, the thug that the bat vigilante branded. That is supposed to be confusing him, but and, he gets it all at once. And, it doesn't make any sense. And for two years, he's been returning checks to Bruce Wayne saying, you murdered your family, blah, blah, blah. Like, to Bruce Wayne, not to Batman. Over the the guy in the wheelchair who got crippled during the Metropolis accident. So he's known Batman's been Bruce Wayne for two years. No explanation. No reasoning behind it. There And Batman's too good to have somebody like Lex Luthor find out who he is. He's just not that careless about his secret identity. He, in the comic book, didn't even tell the Justice League who he was until well into the 90s like they'd been a team for 30 years and no one's known who batman is was was behind the cowl except for superman it, it, it's it's a huge miss in the story there was no explanation behind it and it bugged me to death here's another part of the story that makes absolutely no sense <clears throat> and i believe brian brought this up brian and i we we disregarded some of the embargo a little bit for this uh, just because I couldn't take the, I couldn't take it anymore. We were so angry, we had to talk about it. And I still stop myself in sometimes. But you guys are he, nerds. Here's here's the thing that I here's the thing that I really, I I I audibly went boo. I actually booed in a movie theater. Was when they're at the funeral of, oh man, they're at Clark's grave, and he goes, I failed him in. I failed him in life, and I will not fail him in death. You no, were you just did not, trying sir. to kill you him. You just tried to kill him. You just spent you just spent all this time trying to kill him. What the fuck are you talking about? You failed him in life. It, fuck it, off. It's, it, it, there was no relationship building there to make that line make sense. Like it'd be like, okay, well, Batman would be like, all right, well, moving on. 
I, another dead listen another dead alien one, another whatever. dead alien score one for the good guys let's go find these other guys so, so and go ahead. We, hold on i didn't hear jeff's part of the story i want to hear jeff's, <laughs> I hear jeff's opinion on this. well i mean i think the entire end of the movie was a fail um because you you know you try to dive into this death of superman story arc oh don't even get with into all these that. other that's things. just now that just hurts. this is it's like literally they did like the tippy top of the iceberg where maybe there's still ice formula you know forming up there and then they were like no superman dead and then they let the fucking gravel or the dirt rise that completely killed your entire climax Mm -hmm. the entirety of the movie basically was it didn't matter right is what i got out of that none of it mattered Um, and it felt very and this is something that you know jeff mentioned earlier it felt very choppy it felt you could very clearly tell there was too much going on and i said this to cj it just felt like they didn't know. They didn't realize these these have some of these characters were in the movie because they're like, let's spend ten minutes with Batman. Oh shit, we forgot about Superman. Let's spend ten minutes with Superman. Oh wait, no, Lois is in this too. Let's spend a minute on Lois. And oh, he, there's Wonder Woman. I completely forgot Wonder Woman. And then on top of that, they ham fisted these other scenes with these other. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> these these other heroes. Oh, they were so bad. Let, let's talk so about that for a moment. Before, before we dive into that, we couldn't give the CW the word metahumans. We couldn't just let them have that nope, one no, thing. No, we couldn't. But we, we have to say, to fuck just... you so hard, CW fans. Not only are we going to take the word metahuman from you, but fuck you for recasting the Flash. Also, Supergirl is having higher ratings over the Arrow, so hopefully that'll be canceled soon. <laughs> anyway, let's, we're not we're not talking about CW shows right now. I know, <laughs> but they took they just pretty much took this giant horse pill of here are these other characters and just shoved it down your throat. It's so, and so contrived. It, made no it is so contrived. Man on the poster, and he's in the movie for forty five seconds. And here's here's the best part. Here's what I find funny, and and I have to give credit. To uh, my Facebook friend Matt Klein, because I saw this on his Facebook, and he's just like, "Listen, I, I, what you want to, you know, out Wonder Woman, Batman? That's that's fine, but you emailed her, really? <laughs> you, you know that crap can be tracked, right? You emailed her from Bruce Wayne's email account, like, really? Why would you do that? Batman is the character who's just going to randomly show up at Wonder Woman's hotel and be like, "Hey, is it I the found Batman that at gmail.com? Is I, that what yeah. it is?" <laughs> I'm sure that's taken. It's, I think you had to make something no, no, up. No, it's I'm the goddamn Batman at uh, goddamnbatman.com. <laughs> and then hers is I'm not really a thousand years old. Please ignore me. I'm not really here at yahoo.com. But uh, yeah, he emails Wonder Woman so, this file. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold on. Thing is, let's I feel like Batman let's should have known about this. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's let's pause. Let's breathe. Let's let the let's let the nerd calm I, down. I refuse to breathe. Let us please talk about. I haven't breathed for fifty five minutes right now. These other superheroes. <laughs> let's talk about these teasers. I feel so bad for the guy who plays the Flash. Ezra the Miller. Poor, the poor man just got cast in the role of his lifetime. He's so ecstatic, and we all just gave him the middle finger really hard because he happens to be in a really shitty movie. But all he does is grab some milk and then. Hit somebody in a blur and then go back to his milk. Listen, that's all listen, the man's trying I, to do. I'm not angry about him getting the milk or whatever. I just don't think he's a good character. But now that you bring it up, he's the Flash. Shouldn't he be getting like Gatorade or something? He needs those electrolytes. <laughs> he needs at least what fifty thousand calories he, he a day. He needs like ten thousand calories or something like that, like every hour. Like you know, milk's not going to cut it, Barry. You got to get something else. Uh, um, Zack Snyder wrote that scene and it's a milk placement out of me. But anyway, <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Flash, besides, besides him warping through the wrong time frame, we don't get to see much. Are, I mean, are, can you be mad? Is there anything negative you can say about that 
that I actually preferred the flash warping through time scene versus the stupid contrived like Justice League symbols on an email. Like I would have <laughs> been completely cool without seeing that now, entire remember, scene. Remember, this is Lex Luthor who's already an idiot who doesn't really get things. So the fact that he made a MySpace page for these guys is not a bad, not a That's bad deal. That's fair. And he also added he added little graphics. Wait, he added their he's, specific he's graphics. He's a visual to each man. One. He's a visual man. <laughs> he can web design. Like obviously he's Mark Zuckerberg. I, so. I really want to talk about the cyborg thing because that actually was that probably really, was the coolest part that was the coolest one to watch things. cyborg is an interesting character and i'm interested to see what they do with him but again i this what the was, fuck not, was the or, no no what the fuck is the little square what is the, it, the cube is i think that's kryptonian right that's it, kryptonian. it's, it's a piece of it? alien tech it's a piece of alien technology it's like the smart robots uh things that bond to vic stone and he can communicate with computers and stuff it's gonna be a cool did, movie did you just tell me it's the thing in big hero six yes <laughs> no it, and it, 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 and it is. makes a person it, it effectively really effectively yeah uh, it just regen it regenerates and is like a, a intelligent computer i mean pretty much. i've watched teen titans go and that's the extent of my cyborg knowledge i'm which, so sorry which, to hear that which basically means i know the word waffles and booyah yes why is he like why is he like just the the top half of the like nipples length of of the torso well, and because that's that's how much human is in him. Is that it? That's Damn. it. Yep. I mean, he, he, it's a it's a great character. It's a cool origin story. He he gets that looks like a cool movie. Yeah, and it that's can the, definitely. Be I was cool. excited for that. Listen, I, I'm not discounting any of these characters as much as I want to hate Ezra Miller. We haven't really seen him play the role yet, and I mean, I love Grant Gustin. And I love the Flash TV show, but I'm willing to give him a shot. But and Jason Momoa is going to be a great Aquaman. There's no doubt about it. But. This was not the the platform. This was not the way to introduce these characters. This did not get anybody excited about any of those characters besides maybe Cyborg. Really excited to see Chris Pine, though, standing there all uh, 1850s. uh, Now, not only do they show that picture once, though. They show it fucking twice for it, no apparent no, reason. No, no, no. Do you know why they show it twice? It's because the first time you're like, who went to that like old-timey picture place at Dorney Park? Oh, wait. Is that? Is that Kirk? That's Captain Kirk. That's Chris Pine. Oh, it's Chris yeah. Pine. So it's just, just to make so sure he's going to play Steve Trevor. So here's, Trevor here's my one not, thing. Sorry, I, I want to say one thing about that photo. Uh, apparently Wonder Woman's whole motivation for going to the Lex party and, and stealing Batman's Bruce Wayne's little hacker technology is that she's looking for this photo. I thought it was nudes, to be honest. I thought that's why she was looking for it. <laughs> Listen, apparently it's this old timey photo. Wonder Woman, you're, you're smart. You're hundreds of years old. It's a digital copy. It's still on the LexCorp servers. You just copied it. Like, you're not taking anything from Lex Luthor. Oh, my God. You're so right. <laughs> it's still oh, out there. That. It's terrible. It's still on his computer. So he why? He can still fap to it. He why can still do you care? Why are you trying to take this from him? Like, oh if it was a God. physical thing that she had to grab from LexCorp, that makes well, sense. Also, it's but so it's true. a digital also, photo. Oh, my God. He just copied it. You didn't actually steal it. I don't feel like LexCorp is even a threat to basically anything. Like anything she stands for, I don't feel like. Well, remember, well, no, no, no. Listen, listen about hold on. No, no. The reason she needs to get that picture is because Lex, with that picture, he could, um, uh, he could do because when he found out that Batman and, um, um, 
Um, yep, no, he was he's just like gonna a fap pool. To it. He's just gonna he fap was, to he it. He cut his hand open <laughs> and then made a he's just bizarro. I mean, doomsday. He's just and gonna then, jerk off to the picture, and she just she she just finds that to be creepy. So yeah, I mean, yeah, enough, that was a, a huge like it's I watched true, that. That they was just I caught that on the, the second picture. time. They didn't even get it off the server. They copied it. Oh my I, god, <laughs> I caught that the second time. It's on a why do you care? It's on it's on RedTube if you Google it. Hashtag there's a whole lot of Wonder Woman in here. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that confused me. It, it felt like as much as I loved Gal Gadot's performance and I loved Wonder Woman in the movie, it was just a way to just drop her in there. Like, let's just put her in. Like, there's no reasoning behind it. There's no motivation. And when she gets what she wants, she's just pretty much getting a digital copy. Who cares? <laughs> so. And it was like a ploy to do Turkish Airlines advertising. Yeah. Like. Because I think she gets on Turkish she Airlines. She gets on Turkish Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> which really, which really, Wonder Woman, you see this thing on the TV while you're headed to the airport, destroying everything. You don't decide to do anything then. It's when you get to the airport and you get on the airplane, Turkish Airlines, that you were like, maybe Turkish Airlines. <laughs> I got to check my email. <laughs> maybe, maybe Turkish Airlines like motivated her to go help Batman and Superman. I don't know, but. I am still caught up in the fact that it's just a copy of the photograph of the original <laughs> still on the LexCorp server. That's, You're the, that's as effective as having a cat walk across a keyboard to write you a, a letter to an editor. And, and Brian, I know that could happen to you, but again, it's not a huge <laughs> issue because the cat to mill ratio in your house is so low. Now, it, I know it's not see, a daily threat you have. I, I thought for sure if I took control of this episode that you wouldn't have a chance to do that. I got an hour when I saw the, the, the meter here hit an hour and I was like, we haven't made a cat to mill ratio joke yet. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is yelling at me. I can hear it. I need to find. I need to figure one out. Subconsciously, he's astral projecting to you. And, <laughs> he uh, actually came you. through the little portal here. He goes, oh no, oh, yeah, I'm a little yeah. late. He's like, I'm too you early. Made a cat I'm to too early. Joke. I gotta wait till an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought it was a dream, and papers are flying all around me. It was a terrible thing. Okay, so let me ask you the question because I do. We also have some fan phone calls. I I, I, I absolutely for us. wanted to get to those. Uh, so CJ, ask your question, and then well, let's talk about the. the what calls here. is? Re- Deemable. If you can give this movie a, a, a chance, if you can say, listen, after all is said and done, no matter how massive of a diarrhea we just took on this movie, because it's about an hour of us literally shitting all over this movie, what is the one redeemable thing that came out of this? Jeff, go ahead. What is the thing that will give you a little bit of hope besides that, you know, Zack Snyder could possibly get fired from this? Go ahead. What, what, what is it? Jeff, go ahead. Uh, I was just about to say that petition that came to get Zack <laughs> Snyder off of every DC film. Now, um, what I genuinely am excited for, um, you guys already talked about it, was Wonder Woman. I'm also excited for maybe an Injustice spinoff. I'm also excited for Flashpoint Paradox and, of course, Darkseid, who is going to be the big bad Thanos guy from Marvel um, in DC. So hopefully they can do this well, and I'm really hoping that they nail it after this failure. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you right now, that's pretty much it for me. I was, I liked Ben Affleck again. I'm excited to see any Ben Affleck, Batfleck solo movies. I'm excited for the Wonder Woman movie. And, and, but that's really about it. Like this movie, I got out of it. I'm like, and I'm really worried about the future of these, these movies in this universe. It does not instill a lot of confidence in me. Follow up question. Does this movie make you nervous for Suicide Squad? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it, it just and, and I, I've said this every time we talk about this movie, and I've said this every time we've talked about Suicide Squad. 
that I, I I'm constantly hearing in the back of my head the the old Kevin Smith story about him meeting with the Warner Brothers producers when he was writing the initial draft for a Superman movie that these people don't know the characters and this movie pretty much proved it and and it's going to make me even more nervous going into a very experimental movie that Suicide Squad is. You're Didn't having you it, tell me that this movie got a standing ovation from the execs? Yes, at Warner Brothers. <laughs> I, I did tell you that they they did an advanced screening of this movie, obviously for the for the producers for Warner Brothers. It got a standing ovation. They were so excited. That's when they they cast and signed Ben Affleck on for three more Batman movies, yeah. which I'm completely you know fine with. But the fact that they thought that this was so wonderful that it deserved a standing ovation is cause for alarm. And it just proves that these people who are behind the movie don't know what they're doing and don't know what they're talking about. I, I do want to take the time to say thank you to all the fans who did call in, uh, send us emails, a couple tweets uh, about their thoughts for, for Batman versus Superman. I want to play a couple of the voicemails, um, some of them all the way through, some of them not. Um, so we're going to have some some cut audio in between this, too. Uh, if you would like to voice your opinion on anything on our show ever – very easy way to do it. You just call 484-373-4119. You have my apologies in advance because we, uh, you know, there's a lot of ringing when you call this. So the phone's going to ring for a little while, but leave a message uh, about this. So I want to start off uh, with the first message that we got, and that is from fan of the show, super fan TD, about his uh, his thoughts of the movie. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's TD here. I uh, just want to give you my thoughts on Batman vs. Superman. Uh, I did see it last week. I saw it uh, midnight release. Friends wanted to go. Might as well go. Uh, my initial thoughts on it, uh, I thought it was a really interesting way to represent the movie. Um, it wasn't as, it's not, it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little more comic joke, just like in the Marvel Universe. Um Starting out, the way that they uh, introduced, like, Batman, like, hating Superman, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, just uh, just a few things, just a few questions um, for you guys um, that I saw that was a little questionable. Um, I know in, the, like, in Batman, uh, he doesn't like using guns. Uh, I just wanted to know your thoughts on, like, why they decided to let him use guns. Like, in the Batmobile, has guns. And that one little fighting scene. He had guns killing people. I don't understand that. Um, also, number two, um, when Batman and Superman actually fight, uh, Batman just says, um, why did you say her name? Uh, and Lois, Williams, uh, Lois comes in and says, oh, that's his mother. I don't think she could have heard him from that far. I just want to get just hear your thoughts on that one. Just saying, like, I don't think Lois Lane could have heard him say, his uh Martha Martha's name uh number two uh I don't know how Superman found that spear in the water there was no glowing light um Lois Lane could have just happened to be in the water I don't understand how he could have found that uh just just a couple of things that I, a couple of questions uh it was a good movie uh, I know a lot of the critics uh, were hating on it uh guess they were going in expecting it to be funny and I guess it wasn't uh what I haven't looked at any of the critics but just seeing some of the critics hate on it um, I just want to know you guys' thoughts on it. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, 
part of another part of TD's call was actually something that uh, I, that I had said early in the episode, and I forgot to give TD credit, so I, I owe him that one. When I said, "How the hell did Lois hear Batman? I, I'm assuming Superman when he said." save Martha, save Martha. Um, that was TD's reference. It popped into my brain and I need to give him credit for that. There's a second part to this part of his voicemail. Actually, uh, whether you know it, TD, you're, you're, you're kind of intuitively tuned into what Warner brothers is now panicking about. Um, first off, I think you noticed we hated the movie too. Second thing is <laughs> they're actually reshooting parts of the suicide squad to add more jokes. They're trying to add more humor to that movie. So uh, you're not the only person I know who was coming in expecting a little more humor like you would in the Marvel Universe. Um, I wasn't expecting lighthearted humor when I was coming into this movie. So um, I want to bring those two points up. Number one, I, you deserve credit. I'm sorry I didn't give you the proper credit. Number two, <laughs> dude, you're right. They're going to start adding some jokes. And um, uh, uh, the other questions then. What were the other questions, please? Here's, here's the thing. And I want to reference those two things real quick before we move on to the other questions. Um, Lois hearing Mar- uh, Superman say Martha, I have no real good reason besides the fact that maybe – uh, some way when no, Superman... No, there's no good reason. There's no, no I mean, reason. maybe when they're having sexy time, she, she gets super hearing. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's she something to that's... just be in the movie for some... She's actually, she's actually Kryptonian, too. It's transferred through the fluids? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, because there's no reason behind it. <laughs> move on. Move um, on. <laughs> the comedy piece, I, and I'll tell you right now, I was not expecting any comedy, just because I, I remember reading months and months ago that... They were trying to do this in a, a dark and gritty. There's that term again. It was direction. episode three, by the way, is when this first trailer came out. We yes. have been talking about this movie for months, for months, um, dark but, and gritty, dark and gritty. But they were very, very uh, insistent on saying we are not doing what Marvel's doing. We are doing something different and darker and and dip and just and all dumber. around different. And it and it failed on every aspect. And which is probably why. Listen, we, we, we got to completely do a 180 now. We got to start getting some comedy in these movies. It's a, it's a shame. Um, I did. Hold on. Jeff looks like he's going to explode. You okay? Jeff? Yeah. You're... No. Okay. So I wanted to share a quick story from a guy who I saw a Wawa. He told me when I was just referencing this movie in conversation with the cashier that his eight-year-old son wanted to fucking leave the movie. Uh... Right? This is like true stories that happened just in general. Like, this is a problem, and DC needs to recognize that you have no likable hero. Batman's a dark one. Superman's a light one. Make it fucking right. And Jeff actually brought up the, the guns aspect, too. So I'm curious to hear what you think about Batman using guns in this movie. Is it warranted? Is it out of his character? What do you get? What do you think, Jeff? Well, obviously, I, I, I love the Batman character. I just did not see his motivation for doing these things. Um, if, if the story would have been given to me in a different way, I guess I could get behind that um, because the comics see him use guns occasionally and uh, only kill when necessary. Now, Dark Knight Returns, there's one major death. Right. And I thought this movie would follow that a little bit. And I was just kind of disappointed that he killed so many people. There were like 18 deaths. He, he uses guns against people like Darkseid, like Superman. Right. So it made sense. Like Doomsday, he's going to use a gun or a grenade launcher or whatever he has during that. The The other part is, you know, obviously a dream sequence. So, I mean, I, you really can't put a whole lot of stock in that. But you can't, the the guns on the Batmobile just randomly taking out thugs, that made no sense. And it's completely against character. So I, I was not 
happy about that at all. And, and another miss about how they just don't get the characters. Uh, the other question, the spear was, question. Was I have a theory. The I want to keep this short. Uh, very easy theory. It's it's kryptonite. It's a poison. It's a a a, 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 a uh, like an allergic reaction. I can't think of the word radiation kind of thing. I think you can just sense yourself getting weaker and weaker and closer and closer and closer to it. Maybe this is when he uses x-ray vision and we don't fucking know. Uh, the answer TDD is there is no good answer. There's so many holes in this story. You just, you just can't have it. So thank you TD for, for your call. Uh, do we get all his questions, Brian? We did indeed. Perfect. TD, if we miss something, uh, tweet at us and, uh, and let us know. So let's, uh, move on to our next caller. Uh, this next caller is uh, a, a gentleman from uh, work where Brian and I are every day, and uh, he actually liked Batman vs. Superman. He is not a comic book fan, not a comic book nerd. Uh, he just started listening to the show a few weeks ago. His name is Jamala, and I, I pressured him into making this phone call, but I really wanted to hear – no, I really wanted to hear an opinion of someone who isn't a, a true believer like us, as Josh would say, and get their perspective. So uh, here is Jamala. I like to just say that I like the Batman and versus Superman movie. I thought it was decent. I thought it was awesome. Thought it was clever. Um, the things that I liked about, well, I'm a superhero fan, so you know the fact that they putting everything together, like the Marvel, you know, did theirs. It's just kind of exciting. Um, I, I actually think Ben Affleck did a great job as being, you know, Bruce Wayne as well as Batman. Um, I like the the dude that played uh, Superman as well. I know it was a little different than the normal uh, uh, stereotypical uh, comic book hero, but you know, then again, a lot of things have changed. You know, back then, Superman and Batman were scrawny as hell. You know, and they were all not very, uh, you know, like charismatic type people. But you know, that changed over the years. So I think it's changing with the times. I think um I don't know, I think there was a lot of a lot of things that I didn't like about it. Like, you know, I mean I get that, you know, his parents died talking about Batman, but I mean he was like six, so you know thirty <laughs> years, he's kinda should be a little better. Go see somebody about that. But without <laughs> that, you know, I think everything is good. I think the general plot was awesome and I you know, I like where they're setting everything up to go. Ah. So what I heard from Jamala's voicemail is, uh, "Get over it, Batman. You're a whiny baby." Hey, hey, hold on. Let's let's focus first. Let's kind of get what this voicemail's about, and we can kind of hit that. So thank you, Jamala, for for calling in and giving us the non nerdy perspective. The guy who likes watching the superhero movies, uh, then and noticing that there's some clear differences. You know that Marvel is different than DC, but they're still trying to set something up. You're getting what the general audience is is finding out that this is a setup movie, and and I'm glad that everyone's able to catch on to that. I I also agree with you. Yeah. Um, and this is something I've heard a lot that this Batman, this Superman is different than the stupid, you know, hokey Christopher Reeve stuff. And we're going in a different direction. I think if I think you'll notice that we think it's the wrong direction. We think it's too dark, too gritty, uh, too soon. Ben Affleck rocked as Batman. Fuck. Yes, he did. I don't necessarily know about the get over it. Uh, your parents dying when you were six thing. Um, I mean, I, I mean, maybe he's talking to Zack Snyder using that footage, uh, <laughs> get over using the origin story. Cause we we're all, we bored don't need it. it anymore. You know what, Jamala, that's how we're going to interpret it. That you were smart enough <laughs> to know the origin story is overplayed. 
Uh, and uh, listen, they are setting up. There is some cool things to go, as we talked about. There is some cool things coming down the pipeline. We're just really worried in, in how they're being executed. Um, anybody else have anything they want to add for uh, Jamala's call? No, no. Thank you, Jamala. What did you think about his perspective, though, as a non-comic book fan? Do you think that's the what we're hearing from people who aren't comic book fans? Um, this is what I want to hear. I love hearing that. As as um, you know, a comic nerd, I love when people come in and love to see these superhero movies. So, like, um, if if people enjoyed it, that's great. Except there's so much better of a story to be told if they do it. If, if they <laughs> do it a little, to the a comics, little different. I, I mean, yeah, I I definitely have to say. Um, it, again, it's I, I feel like people who aren't a huge fan of the source material, uh, it, it is a little bit of a mixed bag. You're going to have those people who who enjoy it because it, they're just going to see stuff blow up, and it's the Michael Bay effect, and that's that's fine. Um, I envy him that he doesn't have some of these characters ruined. That he gets to come in with a fresh perspective for these guys and he doesn't get nerd angry rage like we are. So I envy you, Jamala. I want that. I want a clear clear head. Jamala, I'm really happy for the opinion. I, I think Jeff and, and I and, and CJ are definitely on the same page when we say this movie was good. It, it was just not as good as it needed to be. It, it needed to be a lot better to build the whole universe on. And, and it's a shame that it wasn't. This is not the movie we deserve. All right. No. It's <laughs> right. nor the it movie. It is the Batman. It is the Batman is we the deserve. Batman. <laughs> Minus true. the killing part. Um, our next uh, voicemail is from uh, David. Hey, this is Dave Immendorf. I'm calling with my thoughts about Batman vs. Superman. So, first of all, I want to say that Ben Affleck was a revelation as Batman. He was fantastic. Um, probably... Probably better than Christian Bale, definitely in the top three Batman in history. Everything else kind of sucked, though. I mean, let's be honest. In a movie that was meant to establish everything that's to come after, it forgot to establish the things that are happening in the movie. Like, I have no idea why Lex Luthor hates Superman, is against Superman, and is building Doomsday. I have no idea why Wonder Woman's even there. Where the hell did she come from? The movie just forgets to have heart it forgets what superhero movies are really about and it forgets to tell us why anything is happening this is dave undorf again i forgot to mention that in a movie that pulls from several comic book story arcs like the dark knight returns the death of superman uh and hints at things like a death in the family under the red hood it doesn't pull enough from any of the one stories that it's pulling from to form a cohesive story. The problem is it's two and a half hours with an hour's worth of good fight scenes and an hour and a half's worth of mind-numbing storytelling. Thanks. The sad thing is uh, David just summed our whole hour podcast in two minutes and 40 seconds. He really did, Um, but but we went into detail. I know, but he's absolutely right that this movie um, – I love this line – that this movie forgot to – fuck it. What was it? Forgot to establish what's actually happening in the movie. What was the line? What did he say? And the heart. That, the that's heart the, is what's missing. That's the big thing that I took from David's voicemail. Um, I mean I absolutely agree. Ben Affleck, definitely top three uh, of all the Batmans. I, I really think he did a fantastic job. But the heart – and you, you nailed it right on the head, man. It's – 
missing just that thing that makes superhero movies tick and that's just the the whole feel good aspect of it and that's what you're supposed to get out of a superhero movie or even out of just a an action or or fantasy movie where there's good fighting evil and you did not get that it, it was a huge miss and, and and even just even just as a drama it failed yeah because there was no compelling villain there really um there was none of that so I think you're the, exactly the line right. that this is a movie that is meant to establish the future, but forgot to establish what is happening in the movie. That should be on the fucking poster. That's the <laughs> review. That's the review. That's it. That's the right thing. And you know what? There might be a Kryptonian symbol for that. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's the middle finger. Um, <laughs> so here's here's the thing. I, I, the other thing I'm, I I agree with too Ed, is that I do think that Ben Affleck is in the top three Batman. Of history, and it's funny because in the the last episode of the Big Bang Theory, or two episodes beforehand, whatever. Whenever you're listening to this, there was an episode of Adam West in the Big Bang Theory. Uh, they actually raided Batman in a car with Adam West present, uh, and I would actually put Affleck in the top three, absolutely. So absolutely. I, I think he's right off. Dave, you are more eloquent than we were. Uh, when it came to the, the art, because you actually put your rage aside to actually be smart about it. And um, I think you're absolutely. It's not absolutely rage, right. CJ. It is passion. We are all oh, passionate dude, about it's, this. Also, it's rage. dig the references you cited. They're exactly right. They did all those things, but failed at everyone. Absolutely. It, it was, they, they try. It, it's one of those, they deserve that gold star that says you tried. It, like you, you really tried. You tried so hard. Can they get? This half? is the no child left behind of super they, oh, superhero oh, movies. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! I dropped the mic at that. Warner Brothers, you get the participation badge of superhero movies <laughs> because it, it you got it out there. Good for you. It just you, you just failed on every level. My my friend uh, Rob Schmel. Uh, who I've been friends with uh, for over 10 years, uh, left us uh, several voicemails. Uh, I will say, however, though, Rob, there was a technical problem. Uh, the voicemail kept cutting you off, and your audio didn't come through very clear. So unfortunately, I can't play everything that, that you left. Uh, I can hit some highlights. Um, the first thing is this, is that Rob, just like me and many of us, grew up with the animated series of Batman. That's how we were introduced to this character. And when you look at him in that role, he is stealthy. He is smart. He, just like Brian said, checks, then double checks, then triple checks everything that goes on. He uses his gadgets, his knowledge, and his power for good and not for evil. And he's there to make sure that everything is is taken account for and justice is served. And he's... Judge and jury, but he's rarely executioner, right? It's, it's, it's just not something that we see in that role. And then when you look at Doomsday, he is, the, he is also the one. I owe him credit again. So sorry, I'm not poaching. Just these things are coming out because I listened to these before. Um, he was the one who said that Doomsday looked like the Lord of the Rings character. That comment is – which is right on. And I mean the character design is wrong. And Rob is a fantastic artist and I'm sure I would love to see what he would draw. Uh, as Doomsday instead of the bullshit that we got. But let me ask the main correlation, the main thing that I'll, I'll ask to you guys. Uh, I, too, am a person who grew up with the Batman, the animated series. Do you think this movie could have used that as a source material guide? Or do you think that parts of this were inspired by that? How would you tie in the animated series to this movie? I think that Bruce Tim, who was the the brain behind the animated series, should have been the brain behind this movie universe. 
the man knows the characters. The man knows how to create a cohesive story and still stay stay true to the source material, but also do new things that reinvent the characters. I mean, that show did so much for the characters that are, got integrated into the comic book because they were so good. Not even just Harley Quinn, but like Mr. Freeze's origin story and all this other Scarecrow. Stuff. Scarecrow. Like the, the things that he did with existing characters and just elevated them to a different level on a cartoon. I would have loved to see him behind the camera or, or behind the scenes or at least telling people what to do with this movie universe. Uh, so I, I agree. Do you hope if if Jeff and I, our petition that we signed, we didn't start it, but the one that we signed actually goes through <laughs> and we do get Zack Snyder out of there. Do you think he can be involved? Do you think that's no. something that he'll ever no, I don't think so. I don't think he can. I don't think G- Goyer can be. They need a uh, what's his name, Kevin uh, Feige. They they Feige? need a Kevin Feige. Feige. My yeah. They need someone who has a cohesive mind for storytelling, and it's obvious that they just try to throw all this stuff in. Maybe it's for fan service. Maybe it's just because they had no other idea. But like, you can't you can't let fans see these aspects of of story arcs and not actually fulfill those story arcs or else you fail and and rob was actually intrigued too and i don't know if he actually truly answered it or addressed it besides just mocking it rob was also intrigued as to how the fuck are these two cities across the river from each other is there anything in the source material that even hints at this like i said you they are supposed to be maybe not across the bay they are supposed to be relatively close to each other because Again, I, and I'll point their their East Coast. Ba- yeah, that. Batman issue uh, like six fifteen or six fifty five. Like the Hush storyline, he just takes a train into Metropolis, and it's not like an all day event. He's on a train for maybe two hours, so they're close together. Um, but they're not. They have the that hyper close together. They're, they're definitely not that. close Maybe together. he boom tubed. Cyborg reference. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Hopefully we've answered the the main questions. We have no idea why Doomsday looks the way he does. He's fucking stupid. The the cities are absolutely way too close together. I agree. I don't think a chopper should be able to take you to and fro uh, in a reasonable place that the Daily Planet could pay for it out of its like petty cash fund. Uh, that makes no sense to us either. Um, uh, ben Affleck was phenomenal. He agreed with us too that Ben Affleck uh, did a great job. Henry Cavill did a great job, although he was too moody. Uh, he was a very emo uh, Superman. We agree with you. Uh, so, Rob, I, again, my my dear friend, my, my buddy, I'm sorry your audio got kind of damaged uh, while we were transcribing it into an MP3. Uh, I promise if you call in again, we'll, we'll make it up to you. Uh, so please call again. I, I definitely want to have your voice on, on the show. Uh, so that being all the voicemails, let, let me just say thank you to David, Jamala, Rob, TD for calling in, leaving your opinions. Uh, we highly uh, encourage you to call in again. And thank you so much for sharing your opinions about this movie. And we look forward to hearing from you guys in the future. Um, as, as long as we don't have anything else to say about this movie, is there any other wrap up, anything that we're missing, uh, CJ or Jeff, that we want to talk about, go over? I just very, very, very briefly want to say that this movie um, has confirmed everything I thought from episode three. I'm so glad that we are done talking about this movie. I need to eat this confetti and ravioli right now. Stroke that ego. Um, very listen, I, listen, you guys give me you guys give me a lot of shit for for my opinions when it comes to movies. <laughs> but I was absolutely right about Star Wars and I was absolutely right about this movie. Uh, I'm very sad Josh going to be here to rub his goddamn face in it. But I've been saying from the third episode that we started of this show 
this movie was trouble. It's over now. Now it's time for me to be right about something else. That's the only time I'm going to toot my own horn. We're so glad that CJ was right. Thank you, Warner Brothers, for proving <laughs> CJ correct. I, I will say this, though. Uh, Brian also wrote a, a review of this movie. Um, I don't know how kind it's going to be uh, compared to this podcast. Read it and find out. But go to thatkindofnerd.com and go check it out um, uh, for that. So, And again, I'm just terrified of Suicide Squad now. I, I don't know. I am actually not going to see it. Absolutely. Josh, well, I'm, I'm by the way, see it. as of right now, at the time of this recording, another reason Josh wasn't able to come onto this show is he didn't see the movie, and I don't think he's going to. Mm, it's very possible after we <laughs> just, if, especially after if he I listens don't, to this podcast. Listen, it's it is Friday, April first. It's April Fool's Day, and it's not a joke. Josh has not seen this movie yet. So we we hope that uh that Josh eventually sees it, but he probably won't. But uh, if we don't have anything else to say, I would like to uh, sign off real quick in a very special way. Hang on. <clears throat> CJ, oh, it is time to end the show. Thank you, listeners, for listening to our review of Batman vs. Superman. It was very weird. I thought I broke the bat. It turns out Warner Brothers did. So thank you again for listening to the show and making us your drive around the neighborhood, your walk to work, whatever CJ says at the end of these shows. Wait, you're you're walking to work? I am assuming they work five minutes away. (laughs) CJ! He shut down all the public transit. They can't bus or anything. (laughs) Superman has destroyed the city. Everyone is walking to work right now. So thank you again, listeners. You can reach us and talk to us about your opinions. Again, we are on Facebook at That Kind of Nerd. And on Twitter, you can tweet us at That Kind of Nerd. Or you can be like Dave, Jamala, TD, and Rob and share your voice so that you don't have to listen to a wonderful Bane impression. Just call the That Kind of Nerd number. And I can't remember the number. 484 Three, four, one, one, nine, Bane. Yes, CJ. That, that number there. Please call in. Hey, Bane. Will you also tell them that we're on Instagram too? It's we are that kind of nerd. I think you already did it. I know, but I want to hear it in the Bane voice now. Please. No, I don't. You want, I don't want to hear it anymore. I changed my mind. <laughs> I will I will say this. Please stay tuned for a special episode. We're going to give you a twofer. We're going to talk about April movies in uh, episode 49.5 uh, as well. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Jeff, by the way, for coming on for this week's episode. It was a pleasure having you. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. All right. Now we are officially go. Thank you, Bane, for that wonderful outro. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Or if you're uh, going to be awesome enough, see you at the next episode. 49.5. Guys, do you have an extra hour of footage that I can see uh, after the movie's released? Because I want to watch it. It exclusively stars Bane breaking things everywhere. Make sure you leave out all the good parts and then put in all the shit parts. And that'll be like Batman Superman. This is the no child left behind of superhero movies. Well, Warner Brothers, you get the participation badge of superhero movies. You guys are nerds. A little boom, boom, boom. Bada bing, bada boom.